When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to episode 38 of the Jaguar Report podcast. My name is Gus Logue. I'm joined by my co-host, John Shipley. John, the draft is just over 48 hours away. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be under 48 probably. 24? Yeah, what are you talking about? Oh my God. That's how lost I am, John. It's like almost 24 That's how long this week has been already. 24 hours, not 48. It's Wednesday, Gus. You were throwing too many numbers at me before we started. <laughs> My ears perked up. <laughs> Just have to make sure everyone's paying attention. All right. Now that we got that over with. 24, hour, 24 hours out. How are we feeling, John? I'm ready for Monday, man. Yeah. I'm tired. Dude, uh, I'm it, tired it, it hasn't even started yet. I'm, right. Like I... I I love the draft with all my heart, but man, but by the time we get to this home stretch, like the last week of it, I'm just, I'm completely just sapped of all life, all energy it's and stuff. And grind. It, it, the draft, like when it actually kicks off, we rejuvenate you some, but Jesus, man, I am, I'm tired, man. I, 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 yeah. If I, if I see a, another mock draft that isn't one I had to write myself to feed my family, then I'm going to get crazy. <laughs> Shouts to Gene for that. Yeah, oh, it's going to be exciting when it starts at 8 or 8.15, and then we're going to wait two hours. It starts that late? Yeah, dude. It says it starts at 7. It, it says it, no, it says it starts at 8 Eastern. I looked it up today, and that means like the first pick will probably be announced at 8.20, 8.30 even. Did you watch – have you – super cliche question. Have you watched Breaking Bad? Yes. Roger Goodell can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> can't keep getting away with this. <laughs> Dude, uh, he is though. No, it's probably gonna be like like 10 15 ish when the Jags pick, like 10 30. Right. So by then, like the energy of the draft will be gone for me at least, because I know we'll both be tired. God. And like waiting around for eight o'clock in the first place is takes forever because there will be so many fresh rumors tomorrow. And, and how many of them are actually gonna be real? I'll be at the stadium at like four too. So that's that's gonna be uh, are you gonna be there for like the draft party? Not the draft party, but but they set us up in some room in the stadium where we basically sit and write until they make their pick. We write about the pick. They put us on a Zoom with whoever they pick. And then we talk to Trent and Doug at the very end. Gotcha. I did yeah. not know that it was like immediately after. I thought maybe it was the Friday morning that the Zooms happened. I forgot. No, so the Zooms happened immediately, like within like probably 10, 15 minutes. Like we talked to Trayvon last year. It was a horrible interview. <laughs> because- right. You, you remember when, like when I think it was Rap Sheet dropped the oh by the way the new number one overall pick wrapped his car <laughs> whatever <laughs> so half the questions in the Zoom are about that and right. you can tell Trayvon was very clearly wanting to talk about anything but that but mm-hmm. uh, yeah we had one with Devin Lloyd last year too and then Friday is when the first round pick actually gets into town and so they'll so it'll be Thursday they make the pick we Zoom with the pick. We talk with Trent and Doug at the very end of the night. And not like after the pick, like after pick 32. Because remember last year, they picked number one. We we're like, all right, let's go talk to Trent and Doug. And they were like, no. <laughs> we're going to wait and see. And then, of course, you know, they traded up 
Right. Yeah, for Devin Lloyd. And then on Friday, the first round pick comes in, and then the next few days are basically the same. Like we even zoomed last year with the day three picks. Well, the media did. I think I kind of tapped out on a couple of them. <laughs> hey, man, it's a long week. It's a long draft season, but we're almost to the end of it. So but on the last podcast, we kind of narrowed down the positions and prospects we thought were likely for the Jaguars. So, John, let's just start off with official predictions. Who do you think is going to be the pick at 24th overall? Yeah, so I put out you know my, uh, my last final mock. I tried to put out a mock draft the day before the draft, like my final prediction, just because I don't want any of like the day of draft rumors, like the, you know, flood it or, you know, make things any more murkier than they already are. So is I that going to be your last mock? Yeah, it's going to be my last mock. Yeah, okay. I'm, not, I'm not touching another one until, God, I don't even want to think about 2024 <laughs> Maybe draft. Maybe December? Is that yeah, one I'm not, of the first yeah, I'm not touching another one. Yeah, I'm not touching another mock draft for a hot minute. So okay. I went I went with uh, Osiris Torrance from Florida, and I actually had them taking him over Brian Branch because I don't know, man. I just – I can't shake that – how – I don't want to say they came off skittish, but how many questions last week's press conference raised about the offensive line? You know, I went into it thinking the offensive line had a lot of questions, and then I hear, oh, Cam should be okay medically or whatever, health-wise, whatever he said. Okay, whatever, whatever that means. Whatever that means. Okay, that adds a layer to it. And then Ben Barch is, you know, ahead of schedule, but he still won't be ready for training camp. Like that. This is pretty significant, you know, update. So I, I went with Osiris Torrance. I think I think that they're gonna go into the night hoping a pass rusher falls. Like I, uh, there's obviously a ton of Lucas Van Ness smoke. I, I know some teams that have Lucas Van Ness in their top five overall players. So he he's I think he's gonna go really early. I think the NFL loves him, mm-hmm. but I think they obviously would do backflips to draft him. I think they would move up for him if they could, etc. But I just I don't think any of those pass rushers are going to get the twenty four. So I think they're going to be picking between Branch and an offensive lineman. And by that point in the draft, I think the tackles will be gone, other than Bergeron. And you can't take Bergeron over Torrance. Like you just you can't even with the positional value factored in. You you can't do it, man. So right. Yeah, some teams think Torrance can play tackle. I I don't think he can. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that was like an interesting question that I like only but saw today. Some teams think he can. So maybe maybe he's your maybe he's your right tackle in the future. You know who, who knows? But that's that's sense. who. If I had to give you my gut guess, who is a Jaguar by the end of tomorrow night? Right now, it's Torrance. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes Torrance a lot more of a valuable pick, though. If you think you're just getting a beast of an offensive lineman, period, and can play him literally anywhere, because so I think he started his college career at center and didn't play a ton, but. I don't know. You could play anywhere, it sounds like. Yeah, but anywhere probably other than probably left tackle. Yeah. Yeah. So that's I don't know, man. I just I, I know Jonathan Jones, he's in terms of national reporters, I don't think there's many people out there more plugged in to the Jaguars than Jonathan Jones. And he said in his mock today that every team he keeps talking to keeps mocking the defensive lineman to the Jaguars. It makes sense in the sense that I do think every team probably knows the Jaguars are super thirsty for a pass rusher. It's just I don't think there's going to be a pass rusher at 24 worth taking. And I don't think they're going to take an interior lineman early. I, honestly, I don't think they're going to take an interior defense lineman in the first three rounds because they have Foley Fadakasi and Roy Robson Harris locked up long term. And mm-hmm. Devon Hamilton, you know, they've just, you know, maybe he's a guy who, you know, 
plays here another couple years. Oh, okay. Yeah. That'd be interesting. Yeah. yeah, that would be like one of the reasons Mozzie Smith was a name I had in the back of my head as like a shocker like is, yeah. potential for the first round pick because I was thinking that Devon would technically right as things stand right now, he's going into the final year of his rookie contract. Yeah, I I think Devon Hamilton will be a Jaguar pass this year. And that's like a newly formed take of like the last couple of days. So I, I'm with you. I thought Mozzie Smith was a sleeper option too, but I know yeah. I don't okay. I no longer think that. Well that's cool. We're both De- Devon fans, right? Ham fans. I love Devon Hamilton, man. He's he, he's he's awesome, dude. He's yeah. What was it? I remember that start, that terrible season they had, 2020, his rookie year, that start he had against the Chargers where he had like eight pressures or something. That's like a rookie nose tackle. He, he's, he's, a, he's a goblin in the best sense <laughs> of the term. Yep, absolutely. In terms of my prediction, I'm just going to stick with Brian Branch. Um, I know you had him in four different mocks this season. Peter Schrager had him a couple weeks ago. Another plugged-in guy had him not just a couple weeks ago. I think like a week ago uh and he just seems like the best short and long-term fit to me if you're not looking if you're looking at the defensive side i guess it would be kind of a coin toss for torrance too as just a kind of best available type player who also fills a need but i'm gonna stick with branch i think that's gonna be the pick so i don't think he'll get there but deontay banks for some reason is at 24 do you think they would take banks over branch like, what do you think they would do? Not what you would do. I think they would take Banks. I, I've heard a lot of stuff on them having, like, significant interest in Banks. They just don't think he'll get there. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm probably wrong because of what you just said. But I kind of feel like they would rather have Branch. Just because, in my opinion, they need, like, a star in the middle of the field and just more depth on the outside of the field. Because where they really get burned is in the middle of the field, in my opinion, yeah. the past two years. And that's yeah. because of like outside, technically outside corner depth, but you really just need to get like a solid guy in there. It doesn't have to be another great guy. Um, I don't know. I feel like we talked about this in the last pod too, about teams just spending significant resources on perimeter corners and how it's worked out. Yeah. So that would be interesting to see. But yeah. I mean, I would be like all for Banks just specifically talking about him. Yeah. Let's see. Banks. Okay. Among cornerbacks in this draft class, Okay, uh, Sports Info Solutions. Their draft stuff has been awesome. You know, mm-hmm. among like cornerbacks in this draft class, he is ranked 19th in slot percentage last year at 18%. That's over guys like he. So he played more in a slot last year than Tyreek Stevenson did, than DJ Turner did, than Winningo and uh, Darius Rush did, than Joey Porter Jr. and Forbes did, than Julius Prince did. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe he's more of a nickel fit than, you know, people maybe want to say. I definitely would not have said that. I like that number that you gave from SIS shocked me. Yeah, like, I like, watched like, film. Like, for, like there's a big difference between him and Cam, like Cam Smith had 36% of his snaps in the slot. So it's a difference, obviously, but it's not like it's completely foreign to him. You know what I mean? Exactly. And honestly, he's a physical enough player and a good enough tackler. I think he could do it. I think so too. He's definitely got dog mentality or whatever i i I trust him more he's a good tackler i trust him more fitting against the run the slot than i trust cam smith and cam smith has a lot of experience in the slot so i don't know food food for thought maybe they draft you know maybe banks is there and maybe he's the guy that you know they see as a slot type right oh 
just all depends on how the board breathes, right, John? Yeah, let the board. Yeah, let the board breathe. You want to get some get to some listener questions? Yes, but <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Real quick, give me one pick that they can make tomorrow that you would just give like complete F minus two thumbs down to. Like this pick sucks. Herndon Hooker. Hendon Hooker. Well, you, you didn't like you didn't like Collinsworth mocking him to the Chiefs. No, I think that was just like a media ploy to get clicks, and it worked pretty well. God, I didn't click. I clicked on a Twitter video. They didn't get any clicks from me. Somebody got engagement. Same, from it, I just saw my time. It wasn't them. On it. it wasn't but them. Well, they still got a lot of clicks. Uh, all I four, mean, all yeah, four like, people that currently still work at PFF probably are thrilled about it. <laughs> True that. Can you name anybody who still works there? Uh, does Trevor work there? Other than Trevor, the what Irish won't. Do? <laughs> I mean, like, respectfully, but, like, I feel like I haven't seen any of his content in forever. Stop tweeting. He's the Herbert guy. True. According to his bio, he works as a college football analyst and hosts the PFF College Football Podcast. Yeah, I don't really care about college football. Maybe that's why. No. Nah, not at all. Not at all. So, <laughs> as we're doing a draft preview. <laughs> so, other, other, other than Hooker. Who's a pick that you would just like? Uh, Bernie Sanders, whoever the Sanders kid is, the linebacker from Arkansas. Bernie I know, Sanders. I know it's not Bernie. <laughs> What's his first name? I think Drew. Yeah, I was going to say Andrew. I, I'll, I'll be honest. I didn't watch a single linebacker. I, if the Jags take a linebacker, I have no takes on him other than why are you drafting the fifth guy? I'm sure. Yeah, other than what the hell? <laughs> yeah, I have no takes. Right, I'll go. I think Dalton Kincaid beat. A horrific pick. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that would be an absolutely ludicrous pick uh, for so many reasons. Like, even if you're not considering the fact that they already have Evan Ingram, who functions in the same way, who they're trying to extend, and the fact that they have Christian Kirk and a bunch of other guys who can play in the slot, which would mostly make Kincaid like useless. They don't need him. He's a 24 year old tight end coming off back surgery. In one of the deepest tight end classes ever. Why the hell are you taking that guy in the first round? I don't know if he just has the greatest agent of all time who's like creating all this smoke or what is happening. Because you're right, he's got the back injury. He's old because of the back injury. He didn't do any measurables, which yeah. is pretty important to teams. I like I I don't know how he's gonna go in the first round, but that's no, the way it, that signs are pointing. It's wild. It, it, like I've seen people make like Travis Kelsey comps and like yeah, to be fair, did you say you've watched him? Because I haven't watched him. Yeah, he's a good player, but I would take him in this. Even if he was twenty-two with no back injury, I'd still take him in the second. And I yeah, still think if, he's. Do you think he'd be a good pick at fifty-six, or would he yeah. be like an okay pick at fifty-six? I'd take him at fifty-six. I'd take him at fifty-six. Okay. I would take if I could take if I if I had the ability of foresight and I knew Laporta would be there in the third though. I don't I think he's. I, I don't think he's a whole round better than Laporta or Musgrave. I always forget about Musgrave, but apparently Laporta is going like earlier mid second, which surprised me. That's insane to me too. Especially in a, you think in a good tight end class, you could get him in the third or fourth. Yeah, that's, there's a lot of projection. People love their tight ends who win from the slot in college. And then you get to the NFL and suddenly these guys who cover those guys are no longer slow big 10 defensive backs and, Wow, he doesn't yeah. do it as well. Oh, so that, 
that's honestly why the Y tight ends don't like translate better than the F tight ends because how they win is more similar in college. And like, I have no question about how Michael Mayer is going to translate. Yeah. I, like, he would probably be on my list of home run picks for the Jaguars. Yeah. yeah. So, well, I, I, I think we're both in agreement then on what the worst picks would be. All right, John. Are you ready to get to some listener questions? Let's do it, guys. Let's okay. do it. I, I love listener questions. Yeah, we haven't done it in too long. Let's see. Teal Ordeal tweeted, why would the Jaguars be interested in bringing back Ngagwe? <laughs> Didn't read it before. <laughs> saying it out loud. We haven't talked about him at all. Why would why they not? be interested in bringing back Ngagwe when they could get any other free agent edge? <laughs> so... <laughs> on Tuesday, Mike, Mike Taraco did a radio hit on 1010XL and said that there was mutual interest between the Jaguars and Ngagwe uh, for a reunion signing. So why would they be interested in bringing him back? His worst season, he had eight sacks. <laughs> yeah. There are, I believe, seven players with more sacks than him since he entered the league in 2016. It's he has... Cameron yes. Jordan, Khalil Mack... Aaron Donald, TJ Watt. There's a couple more. I don't yeah, think he's, I can he's do it. terrible against the run, but he's still giving you eight to ten sacks. <laughs> yeah, horrific against the run. And like the fact that he's been on four different teams, I think five different teams in the past four years. Let's is see, a he's little been bit on burning. The but... Colts, the Raiders, Baltimore, Minnesota, and then Jacksonville in 2019. So that's yep. five five teams and four years five five and three years if you count like the couple months he was with the jaguars for the 2020 offseason nah don't count that that's cheating five and four years yeah that's a lot man yeah uh but he's really really good at hitting opposing quarterbacks and knocking them down so that's why it would make sense more than any other free agent yeah no he'd make a ton of sense like i don't know if he'll ever accept that he's like a designated pass rusher and Teams don't think like he's an every down stud, but right. whenever he does, like he'd be a pretty great fit. Like now, I would t- I would sign Yannick over anybody out there on the market. Like let let, let the pass go. Like right, yeah. You know, that uh, the Jaguars, you know, they ended up coming out okay from you know the Yannick trade. Actually, who who they take who they take with that pick? Actually, that they took they took Walk a little. Yeah, they took Walk a little. They yeah, the second rounder. Yeah. They ended up okay. They ended up okay. Now, you know, the people he beefed with are gone. I I would think Is that him Tony and Tony Khan gone. The people he beefed with that don't own the team are gone. Okay, yes. Tony, Tony would be able to put let uh what's the word? Let not allies be allies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, let, be, let bygones be yeah, allies. Like, <laughs> <laughs> let, let bygones be bygones. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's a wrestler promoter. He could do it. <clears throat> I'm sorry. You're okay. All right, let's move on to um, Yon. Yeah, we we got to move on. There's like more reasons, and we could talk more about Yon, but we could do that after the draft. Um, how likely are they to draft a tight end, and why will they draft a running back over one from Javal? Like draft a tight end in general, I'd say pretty likely just because you need a couple more guys to enter the offseason with and they have a million picks. But it wouldn't surprise me if like receiver the last two years where everybody's like, okay, they're going to take a receiver here. They're going to take a receiver here. And then they just kind of punt it until later. Like 
in 2021 where everybody mocked him a receiver like in the first and second round. Then they ended up just taking Jalen Camp in the sixth. <laughs> that was so painful. Yeah. yeah. And, or like Urban basically admitting – not basically, admitting afterwards like, yeah, I have no idea who the hell this kid is. <laughs> <laughs> oh Me neither, gosh. Urban. Me oh neither. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, now they're, they're going to take a tight end at some point. But running back, I would mm-hmm. assume – the third or fourth round is where they're going to take a running back, I think. I think they could take a running back at 86 or whatever their third 88. round. 88. Yeah, 88. I really think they could take one. Mm-hmm. That one surprised me. I think it's more likely that they take one at either 121 or 127, one of their fourth rounders. But yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if they yeah, took one so at their third. They're, they're going to take a running back in that third or fourth round range as long as B. John doesn't follow the 24. Mm-hmm. Would you consider uh, Gibbs a potential option? Like as a sleeper, I think they would hate Gibbs. Okay, yeah, I, I just just a style of play. Like right. he's a he's a running back whose weakness is running the ball. <laughs> right, I, I just I, I don't think they'd be high on him. You're right. We have talked. Like, tell me I'm wrong. Everybody's like, oh, you can't really play him on first and second down, but you can throw him the ball. So I'm like, yeah, the teams will really receiver? value those check. Why isn't he playing wide receiver? <laughs> right. No, I think I think he would piss them off. Like his. Just the way he runs. He pisses me off, and I'm not even a coach. Really? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mio O'Brien said, will Herndon Hooker go number one? Where do you think Hooker's going to go? Minnesota. I don't know with what pick, but Minnesota will draft him at some point. Yeah, he feels like a Viking or a Saint, in my opinion. I think the Vikings jam sucks. I think the Hawkinson trade was kind of low-key good. What else has he done? That trade down last year with the Lions, where they basically oh that got, was terrible. Where they basically got nothing for it, and then took a safety. Who I like Lewis seen, but get real. And then Andrew Booth, he sucked as a prospect and injured. Ed Ingram, he sucked as a prospect. Sucks in the NFL. That Oklahoma linebacker, there's never been a good, never been a good linebacker from Oklahoma. <laughs> not at least in the last several decades. Not not in the spread era of football. Why you no? Nah, I think he stinks out loud, and I, and I I'm mostly biased against him because I know nerds love him because he's the only GM in the NFL without a scouting background. But yeah, yeah Andrew Barry has one. one or two other nerds. What uh, has Andrew, Andrew Barry done for the Browns? Is he a scout? He, he he his first job in the NFL was as a scouting assistant. Okay. Yeah. So every, everybody always you know likes to talk like he's you know big brain Andrew Barry over here. Nah, he was a scout, baby. Was Howie a scout? I thought he was in like. Something that weird one, like VR analytics. That one, I would have to honestly. Let me see. I mean, I get your point. I was just trying to. No, how, okay. Howie wasn't. No, Howie started as a front office intern, being with the salary cap council. Yeah, and salary like, cap. And then, like, administration. Like, his first like personnel job was vice president of player personnel in 2008. So, okay. One good GM and the Vikings GM. That's bite me. Right, next, <laughs> Marhism said, "Let's say an edge slides to them at twenty-four. What is most likely at fifty-six? Offensive tackle, cornerback, tight end, or another edge? Probably offensive tackle. I think. Yeah, I'd agree well, with that. I think you can take a corner in the third round, and probably like the idea that you have to take a corner in the first two rounds for him to start is out there. You know, like it, it's 
it's just not true. Like the, the Chiefs had several defensive backs last year who were like day three picks who ended up starting. So you, you don't need a corner to be a high pick, especially if he's playing in the slot. Like so mm-hmm. I think I would think offensive line. I think based on their visits, cornerback is likely in the third round if they don't take one in the first. So I'd agree with offensive tackle. Yeah. Like, they're gonna prioritize that easily over tight end or another yeah. edge. Just the way the visits reads to me is like Okay, they're going to take best play available in the first, look at pass rush in the second or third, and look at corners in the second and third. And then offensive line, like a lot on day three. Is that, that, uh, is that check? Yeah, that checks out. Okay, good. You, you look a little skeptical. I was it. just reading the next question already. Okay, let's see. Marherson has another one. Trent has put you in charge of trading Josh Allen for 2023 draft capital only. Who would you take? Who would take him, and who would you draft with your new picks? I bet you could get the Saints first for him. You could definitely get the Saints first round pick for Josh Allen. Chiefs they traded the only other team that's coming to mind for me. Yeah, like, would you trade him to the Chiefs though? Eagles. Ooh, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. Get like pick thirty, Saints or Eagles. Right. Saints or Eagles. Saints traded more to get Marcus Davenport. Mm. Yeah, so Saints or Eagles. I'm calling their phones. I'm telling Howie to get a step ladder. Come meet me, eye to eye, face to face. Let's work this deal out. <laughs> All right, Dave Caldwell. And in. then hey, Dave Caldwell is also in Philly. That's true. Yeah. This is true. There you go. If, hey, the Jaguars should be listening to the show, maybe we're helping them out some. <laughs> then again, they would have me and you rushing the passer in this scenario. So, mm, Of course. But <laughs> who, would hey. I, who, who would I take there? I mean, you'd take an edge, right? You'd take like a Will McDonald or a I guess. <laughs> Felix, whatever his name is from Kansas State. I guess you have to. I don't. Meh. I'm letting somebody else take those guys. Like I, I'd be okay with Will McDonald at 56. I agree. I think he's going to go early second, though. Yeah, I don't think he's going to go first round. He's old and can't really do anything against the run. He's average against the run. He's not. He's yeah, not, he's not bad. He's not Yannick. He's he's got he's got tools, but he's also tiny. Yeah. Um. T. Raw or yeah, T. Raw asked if coaches believe Osiris Torrance can play right tackle. We said. Some coaches do believe forces are saying. I don't know if the Jaguars think that, but I do know that some coaches, you know, during Torrance's, you know, his draft process have asked him about it and have talked to him about the idea of it. So I I, I can't say if the Jaguars have. I I've heard nothing on that front, but mm-hmm. I will say it's not like a foreign idea in terms of you know the rest of the NFL. For the record, Torrance started at right guard for a year. And then left guard for a year, and then right guard for another year. I believe he started four years actually, but they were the point is they were all at guard on the left or right side. Yeah. So no, no starts to tackle. What do you say? No starts to tackle. No zero starts. Maybe. Okay. JC's space said, "Does a Buda Baker trade to the Jags happen during draft weekend or ever?" We said on the last pod, if it happens, it'll be this weekend right yeah i think if a 
Buda Baker trade happens to Jaguars, I think it would happen tomorrow night, probably. Like it would have it would have to happen by tomorrow night because you can't trade a, you know, because I I would imagine he costs at least a third, so it has to happen before they pick in the third round. So tomorrow night or maybe sometime before day two begins. But right once you get into like day three, like they can't use that 2024 capital. So if the Cardinals are wanting like like a third back like immediately, you have to you have to it would have to happen in the next couple of days. So. Right when For does sure. uh. When does day two start? Is it at noon on Friday or 3 p.m. on Friday? No, nah, Friday's at night. What? Yeah. Friday's at night, bud. Huh. I guess that makes a lot day, more sense. Day, day, three's, day three starts at uh, at like noon. Sick. Or something like that. But yeah, no. Friday's at night. Let me see. I got you right here. Okay. Around one. Thursday, eight o'clock. Jesus. Round two to three, and they have a picture at NFL.com. They have a picture of CJ Stroud to reflect where he's slotted to go right now. That's 7 p.m. on Friday. And rounds four through seven is Saturday at noon. All right. Now I'm set. Fire up the coffee, buddy. (laughs) You got to send me the uh, Zoom schedule, too. Or I guess I'll just – there's not a real schedule. (laughs) There's not. Nah. All right. You, so, what, you, so uh, you want to talk more Buddha before we get off the subject? No, no. I've 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 booted myself out. Okay. Buddha Buddha would be sick if they would if they were to trade for him. It'd have to happen in the next forty eight hours, probably. Yeah. So the Buddha clock has started. <laughs> Cade said, "If after day one ends without the Jaguars adding a corner, because that spice up booty." Not booty. He didn't say booty. Buddy Baker talks. Sorry, I'm just reading these as I go. <laughs> Will the Jags trade up for B. John? Jaguars jungle asked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of the most like smart mouth answer. Like, <laughs> who's gonna stop them? <laughs> I, no, okay. they're not. But they're not. They're not. But I bet if you ask them, and they're like. Hearts of hearts, like their cheer is like, come on, Trent, Doug, do you want to? I bet they'd say, yeah. All right. Well, to rephrase the question, sleeper at 24, if he makes it, which he won't, but if he makes it, who, Bijan? Mm-hmm. I'd say he'd be the favorite. Okay. If he's at, I'll, I'll put my bet the mortgage stance on it right now. If Robin, if B. John Robinson's at 24, he would be a Jacksonville Jaguar. Okay. Yeah. Now I'm excited. I'm not. Now I'm hoping he doesn't get there. Will said, got to replace 1,100 snaps on the D-line with losing key to Juan's Moot and Peters. Much smaller loss, but still. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. About, about 1050 between Smoot and Arden. <laughs> <50 from Peters. laughs> hey, but still, uh, what are their odds of going D-line for two out of the first three picks? Or is there a different option you guys think they take? I don't. I, I don't think they're going to take interior defensive line early, but like a pass rusher who can play inside out, I, I could see that early. Like I, I think it almost, you know, you kind of have to. Like I think Miles Murphy can play inside out. Tyree Wilson obviously can. They're not going to get him. Van Ness can play inside out. Uh, Keon White can. Will McDonald can't. Nolan Smith can't. Um, Byron Young, Jesus, he certainly can't. So. <laughs> 
I mean, Colby Wooden, he can. Derek Hall, he didn't really do it much at Auburn, Auburn, but I feel like he could be even like in a situational. Yeah, I mean, he could too. Yeah, so I mean, there's definitely some guys who can. Like, there's in terms of like key and smooth replacements, there's definitely options. You know, guys who who can do both. I re- I really like Colby Wooden from Auburn. He he reminds me a lot of Smoot as a prospect. Yeah. I like Yaya Diaby. Do, do you? I, 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 yeah, that's another one. I like Yaya too. He's, He's another like tweener guy. I would take him before Byron Young. Really? Yeah. By, I've Byron seen like, Young, like he's he, he's like a baseball pitcher who has one really good pitch, and then everything <laughs> else it's like, all right, I'm, you know, I'm not throwing nothing. You know, like right. he's a great speed rusher off the edge, but he also looks like a wide receiver. He's going to be 25 as a rookie. So. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. So, do you think there's any way that they don't pick an edge with their first or second rounder? Yeah, I would yeah. be shocked personally. Maybe, maybe they take defense back and offensive line, add an edge in the third, sign Yannick after the draft. There you go. Fix your pass rush. Hire me. Be, <laughs> I don't know what they're charging for that job these days, but I just did it. There you go. Yeah, like really, like take take Osiris Torrance in the first, Cam mm-hmm. Smith in the second, Colby Wooden in the third, sign Yannick, and then on nickel downs you have Yannick and Josh Allen outside, Trayvon and Colby Wooden, Roy Robinson, Biden Harris, whoever you know in, inside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. at this point, we're both assuming that Trayvon's going to be inside on every third down snap. It needs to be at least half. And yeah, I mean, it has, has to be done. That's that's what you're gonna say. I, I don't see the point in trading for him if they're just gonna stand him up and play him outside a million snaps a game. You think uh, Chase Young is gonna get traded? No, I think they're gonna hope that he has a uh, really good year and then try to extend him. Yeah. I like. I don't know. I feel like I've seen him play like two games in his like entire last three years. Like since since he run defensive rookie of the year, I can't tell you anything that I've actually seen him do. But no, nah, I, I don't. I don't think games he, in the past two years. Yeah, I don't think he gets traded this week. He's very good though. Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't think he's gonna get traded either. People who are saying that online are just it's an empty hope. Joshua Wright asked over under on Baki saying YOLO. <laughs> Sorry, that just made me laugh reading out loud. And trading all the way up to draft their top edge rusher or cornerback. I wish the listeners could see my face. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you got you had to repeat the question. I stopped listening after the YOLO part. Repeat the I question. I can't believe I said YOLO out loud. I, like I, I can't. <laughs> Imagine Trent Balky said YOLO. <laughs> that's burning to my brain now what are the he just said over under of Balky saying YOLO and trading all the way up to draft their top edge rusher or cornerback damn I hope so dude it's every reporter's dream for his for the team they cover to just trade their picks so they can just wrap this thing up I mean it wouldn't surprise me I the fact that he already said you know last week that they 
are going to have like between nine and 10 picks next year makes me think that they're okay with being aggressive this year. Cause those are picks that are basically locked in, you know, like they're at least going to have two comp picks, maybe a few more. So they're going to have a decent amount of picks next year. So it wouldn't surprise me. And if they were to trade up, I do think it'd be for a pass rusher and Van Ness is who I think they would trade up for. So if, I don't know. Maybe if you see Van Ness gets past the Eagles, maybe things get interesting. I'm, if the recent smoke is that the Eagles want Anderson, if Anderson makes it to three, so Anderson. if they trade up for Anderson, Anderson, mm-hmm. Anderson. who's the Bama guy? Oh, Will Anderson. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. I've lost my mind before too. I'm like, who are you talking about, dude? I, I, I'm. I feel yeah, like I haven't I'm, talked about Will Anderson all drafts. <laughs> I was trying to galaxy brain figure out if I would like take a team that needed an edge. Off the board uh, earlier, well, and it's like Nolan Smith or Miles Murphy or yeah. Van Nesfall. Anderson's going to bet the mortgage, right. ship it lock, ignore all the Tyree Wilson, the Texas. Yeah, what was your last ship we lock? I feel like you did the last one, just we never did it again. Don't worry about it. All right, <laughs> let me find another. I, I did a uh, I did a podcast the other day where I guess I did the same podcast a year ago before the draft, and they were like. Last year, they're like, give us your most underrated player and which player is going to absolutely stink. And they had me on again this year. And they're like, oh, you didn't do so great on this last year. And I was like, who the hell did I say last year? I said, Garrett Wilson would be a <laughs> Oh, no, John. Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. no. Yeah. So ah, it, showed, it showed you how much faith I had in it. I had no recollection that I even said that. Right. I can't even Those tell you. old takes. This was five days ago, and I can't even tell you who I picked for this year's. <laughs> so it was just NFL wide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, nine to eight Jack Sports that won't fire Balky said, "Should we trade up to one and then trade back out? Should we trade up to one and then trade back out? That's the question." Should I start learning Pig Latin? I mean, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna skip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably, but <laughs> I was trying to read each one because I was happy with how many comments you got. But... You got to filter better. All right, yeah, I do need to do more better. Dark horse candidate for a pick. Are there any other names that we haven't mentioned yet? Even though we've kind of talked about it, that's probably Bergeron. What about uh, Dewan Jones? Honestly, at 24 or 56, would you be surprised or unsurprised? Yeah, because I, I do feel like if they took a tackle, the tackle would probably play right tackle early. And mm-hmm. I think DeWan Jones is one of the better right tackles in the draft. My well, Another one of my draft I'll take is watch for – you ready for it? I'm ready. Watch for DeWan Jones at 11 to the Titans. Ooh. Didn't you say uh... – I think you said Bijan to the Texans last time. Yeah, Bijan's going to the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, his absolute floor is now the Texans I, rather I, than I don't, the Anders. I don't think I don't think Bijan gets past the Falcons. So I don't know. Maybe you see the Titans get weird and like Vrabel's more or less running the show, it looks like. And he has an Ohio State uh, you know, fixation since he is a Buckeye himself. So you know, maybe he takes a giant Buckeye tackle. Okay. I like that. Man, I'm excited for the draft. Me too, Gus. Me too. That's very innocent and pure. <laughs> I am too, Gus. I want I hope something cool happens, something chaotic. 
Oh, something. Some, some, somebody somewhere, some millionaire, make a very stupid decision in front of everybody. <laughs> and that's why we love the draft. And that's always a beautiful sight. Mm. All right, John. I don't think I got any th- more questions for you. Um, you just gave me a, my hot take is that the Packers are going to do way better than the Jets this year, even though I'm pretty sure the Jets have better odds and <laughs> are projected that- to have a better schedule. Like, if you hire Nate Hackett to run your entire offense and you sign Alan Lazard to, I think it was a four year deal, I'm not taking you seriously at all. I think. I think Rogers said the Jets is like has bust written all over it. I'm all I'm already having like bad like drain brain today. Like I'm operating on like 15% brain power at its peak. But when I saw Aaron Rodgers talk about how him and the Packers relationship got ruined because he didn't get their FaceTime. <laughs> Just unplug I mean, me. Were man. you surprised at all? Just unplug me, dude. Oh, a reporter asked the Packers GM today, like, did you try FaceTiming Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, we're almost there. We're almost there. We're I, so close, John. Yeah, we're almost there. We're almost there. I, I saw another one, last Aaron Rodgers tidbit. I, I don't know if it was Justina Anderson. Somebody tweeted that he went to his first, like, meeting with the Jets today, and he was barefoot. <laughs> oh, my. Oh, my gosh. It's good stuff. It's good mm. stuff. Uh, that's who I hope the Jags take this week. I hope they take a, a West Coast hippie who is barefoot everywhere. Poor Jets fans. No. 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 <laughs> no. No. I don't know. All right. No. Well, John, I guess we'll talk in about a week. Yeah. I, shorter than that, I'm, I'm thinking, you know, back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for, you know, break down the draft for y'all to listen to. My coaching season ends mercifully this Sunday. So <laughs> Gus and I will be back next week to break down the Jaguars draft class. And, you know, we gave our guesses today. I think it's going to be Torrance. Gus thinks it's going to be Branch. Let us know who you think it's going to be. And, you know, as always, thanks for listening to us. Gus, you got anything to send us out on? No, sir. All let's right, get this well, over with. Yep, let's get it over with. Happy drafting, everybody. Happy drafting.